welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Hi everyone, it's Sophie Sultani Isley. Um, and that's too hot, so I'm not going to be able to drink it. Um, so, I'm just going to share very real, practical sort of experiences for me after school. Um, and what I've held in my heart. Um, so basically when when I did the school it was 2010 and that's like seven years ago now um, I'd just come back from university so sorry I went to university for one year and I just felt like it wasn't right I felt like God was saying you need to be free I felt like a bird in a cage and not because it was a bad thing for me necessarily it just wasn't the right thing for me to carry on into and I had just changed churches before university with my mum and my brother to Kingsway so I didn't really know anyone at Kingsway I kind of just dipped in and out um, whenever I was back from university and everyone was incredibly loving and welcoming so it wasn't that hard to feel like it was home which was great and I came back after university and was just like don't know what I'm doing but I know that I'm not going to be in university um, anymore and I was doing fashion design with textiles and that has been one of my passions and yeah so I was kind of just with an open book saying okay God I don't know what to do so I started um, to just come back to church and I got my first ever job which was working with Avon because that was the only job at that point I could get I don't know if anyone's familiar with the you've had no experience so can't have experience, you can't have a job to get experience kind of thing. So I got a freelance sort of gig with Avon and then Sharon came and spoke to me and was just like, hey, I think you should like listen in on iDestiny, it's starting up and I really feel like you'd enjoy it. And it was never really on my heart to do any sort of ministry school and in England I'd always thought no I'll go over to America and it's all bigger and more official there and I kind of just walked into our destiny really I was sitting in on the meetings and then it was just like oh this is what I should be doing right now and I think the unexpected walk into that direction really made it a vulnerable one as well for me um, because I very much so just walked into it with everything I had and <clears throat> it is quite hot isn't it yeah <coughs> so 
we did the father heart and um, I mean it's difficult to remember all the different sections of stuff that we did but I think it's quite similar the starting weeks but I when I look back on that time at school I I say now that I'm very like a very visual person and I see it I wasn't like dark and unhappy and just frowning at everyone but I see it as a very dark part of my life um, and that I was very isolated and afraid and it was just amazing to walk into school because although it was incredibly difficult to go through all of that teaching and being cut at by Holy Spirit um, in that place, it's I always see it as um, a very powerful like tilling of the soil. Um, God always gives me that image of planting seeds and what do gardeners do to get their their plants to flourish? Um, so school for me was very vulnerable it was very raw and I kind I, I think I didn't know what was happening really I was just in there and just carrying on and carrying on and carrying on and then once I stopped on the other side um, and looked back and then looked at the momentum of my life after school I realised how much tilling there was and gardening God had been doing in my heart um, and also just all of the people around me that had grown me um, by their influence and their support and their love um, and quality time so yeah I really see our destiny for me as being a place where God could so fully tell me because in life it's very easy to get um, busy and to get distracted and to separate yourself because it's all too much to live in the fullness of loving deeply and hurting deeply and in school it's easier because I guess you that's all you're here for you're here to just experience God and you don't have, say, a job to go to and figure that kind of stuff out. So I think the contrast of that to life is pretty harsh, but it's good because, it, for me, it makes such a deep foundation. And God has always really spoke to me about roots and being very very deeply rooted in the truth um, is so powerful when you're in the different seasons of your life um, and yeah for me when I came out of school things sort of catapulted I I didn't walk into any sort of ministry or, you know, go saving kids in Africa or anything. Like, 
remotely churchly um, I just had my experience and I got a job in a bar <laughs> and uh, and then because I needed to I was just like okay I'm going to carry on working I was still doing the Avon whilst I was doing part of school and then I was like this is too much and stopped I need to focus fully on school um, and yeah I started working in a bar and then I had an opportunity to go to Mallorca with some family members that lived over there and I really felt God in it um, with just the opportunity to be somewhere that I was really passionate about and whether that was because of the weather or the language or just like the people I just felt like I don't need you you're so um, filled with all of this godly teaching which is so powerful and so wonderful but um, I was really glad that I didn't let my religious sort of mindset that I had way back to sort of stop me from just following my heart um, because there was no church out there and um, there was no specific calling. It was just like, no, I've, I know I'm connected to Holy Spirit and I feel good about this. So I went to Mallorca and that was a whole incredible um, journey and what I found with that was um, that not having a church really emphasised my relationship with God and how I could hear him and how I could commune with him and see him in other people and experience him in other people and have actual daily relationship with him that just couldn't be put in a box um, and actually that time in Mallorca was the most powerful for me um, in my connection with God and that I'm not saying I'm not connected to him as much at any other period of my life but um, it was just so very apparent and I think God does that to really reassure and reaffirm for me that I was in the right place and, and everything was okay. Um, through experiences that I had in New Yorker, which are probably too much to go into, <laughs> um, I found that what I had learned at school really started to just come out without me even trying. Like, it just was a part of me so the the thing that I thought primarily um, when I thought about school was um, loving the one in front of me without agenda because that I think is what Kingsway just carries incredibly and just with ease uh, you don't even need to say it you don't need to say this is the lesson today it's just in the air and that came as number one really and just being able to carry that just carry that character of Jesus just loving the one in front of you 
wherever you are. I feel really changed my experience walking through life. I look at life before I destiny and I was who God made me to be. I was loving and I was happy and social and, you know, engaged with, I love this and I have passions for this and I love life, but I didn't, I didn't know who I was entirely. And so I wasn't living from the most powerful place. And I think for me, I destiny is a place to connect you to you with God and to know your identity in him and develop a deeper relationship with looking after yourself and, and walking through difficulties and, and stuff in life with a powerful um, mindset. So I think the second thing for me would be to know that you are a powerful person and that everything that you are in God feeds into your life on a daily without you even knowing and just be assured that although you feel like nothing's happening and I don't understand like where my place is just you being yourself is enough um, yeah um, I always look at people as like I would always see people as like paint strokes on a masterpiece and there's a couple of images I would get but this was one of them um, with everyone being like a different sort of like stroke and colour and texture and the main because we had to do sermons I know you guys had to do sermons didn't you for outreach well my sermon always would go to um, being like like our identity in the army of God like and looking at every single I, I always see things as like is it metaphors? I don't know. Okay, yeah. So I would see like an army of God and all these soldiers and I would see rather than the uniformity, the unity, um, that we all united in the same person, the same spirit. But we're very, very different and that's that's our strength. And that's why I think it's so powerful to really know who you are because every person in that army when I did my sermon I did like the army of God and I spoke on every person in that army needs to know their strengths and they need to know the weaknesses because it's okay that they have weaknesses but it's not okay if they don't know what those strengths and weaknesses are if they're not self-aware then how can they work to their best ability and um, work together. So I think that was one of the things that I always um, felt God spoke to me about. And yeah, 
think that I see people as being very different, but when they are together, whether they know it or not, they're creating a masterpiece. And not to just try and blend into someone else's colour because you need to make a form in the painting. Um, so, <clears throat> sorry if I'm speaking in like images a lot, it's okay. <laughs> um, another thing that I would say is really important for me, so um, living without agenda, um, yeah, living without agenda, being a powerful person and knowing what that means, that's all about your identity. And another huge thing for me was my influence. So being aware of what my influence is. And I think I became like incredibly aware after school um, how my influence was very powerful and being aware of that changed things. Um, so when your parents, like no one's parents yet, right? No one is. Okay. So I'm not a parent, but I always think about it and look at other parents and think, wow, you've got so much responsibility because you've got these little people who don't know anything really looking to you as their role model and to tell them what's right and wrong and all that stuff. I think we shouldn't wait until we're parents to take on that responsibility um, because we're all children in a sense, in some way, shape or form. And I started looking at life um, very differently in the sense of when I speak and when I act and when I spend time with people, that has an influence, like every everything has a domino effect and I began to really like treasure and I don't know, like hold more, what's that word? I was, I was a little more like mindful, I just guess, yeah, that's the right word, of when I was speaking things, who was listening and, and, and what did that do to their day and, and how did that change their life in whatever tiny, minuscule or big way. Um, and so I think never underestimate your influence because you constantly have influence. I always see us as like these people walking around with these bubbles around us and some of our bubbles have a further reach and some of them, you know, just my bubble would touch Timon or maybe God's saying, no, no, it's like way more further reaching. Um, but that's how I see people. And I think what we're cultivating in our minds um, every day in the secret place um, affects that influence that you have on people and I think that is that is loving people 
giving them something good um, to to feed off and or to to look at and be inspired by because when we when we look at I don't know people creations films that instigate something in us it puts something into action in some way shape or form and people are the most powerful part of that and so yeah I think that's very important um also relationship was something that I thought of with iDestiny um because obviously <laughs> all about relationship so I don't know if school had told us to read uh, The Culture of Honour by Danny Silk but I did um, and then we did Kylo as well um, I don't know if we did Kylo I think we did um, but I was very so much interested and spurred on by the whole relational sort of awareness and mindfulness of how we're interacting with other people and how we're communicating with other people and I think that culture of honour um, is something we carry as well honouring one another even though we're different even though we might not just like might not agree with each other I think that's so important when we're so free um, um, but yeah I think something I remembered I think it was Timo that said it about we were going on outreaches and stuff and <clears throat> You go to churches that aren't necessarily your kind of church or something that you would feel like you could get something from or I'm not being fed. But Timo would say, Holy Spirit can give you anything wherever you are. So honour the people there and ask Holy Spirit to just give you whatever he can from this experience and I found that really helpful because it also really re-emphasised that God is everywhere and there's a there's a teaching there's something that Holy Spirit can move in you no matter what anyone else is doing if you're open to it if you're engaging with it and so when we would go to these weird church meetings that were very uniformed and stuff, I just found myself like even more so like experiencing Holy Spirit. Um, I don't know if it was just like a sense of humor or whatever, but it's just, it's incredible when you position yourself intentionally into a place of, of just receiving. And I, the believe and receive or doubt and go without um, sort of <laughs> thing but I think throughout life after after school it is about your 
intentionality of Holy Spirit I want to receive you and you can receive him in anything like I went traveling and I was working on yachts and I ended up on this island and just do I'm wasn't going to church I wasn't you know God I'm gonna wake up at, no offense like because I think that's amazing you wake up at a certain time in the morning and just dedicate that time I think that's very healthy and I, I need that in my life <laughs> but um, I wasn't doing any of this um, sort of I'm waking up in the morning at this time and I'm, I'm spending time with God I'm reading your word or I'm journaling or whatever I just wasn't there yet discipline wise for myself um, I was just walking through life and I was very much so aware of my connection with Holy Spirit and just being very conscious of that in every footstep. And so I was walking to the beach bar and speaking with God without consciously knowing I was. And then he starts, I just look at a woman and he starts like, bombarding me with this whole teaching and it was just about like loss and gosh it was crazy um, but I just think God was really punching into me in that time it doesn't matter where you are Sophie it doesn't matter what you're doing I'm with you and if you let me I'll I'll give you everything you need and I'll teach you and support you and love you and connect with you like every second of the day. So just to encourage you with that, position yourself um, intentionally, whatever that looks like. Um, intentionality is something that I think was emphasised a lot at school but more so I learned afterwards, especially for me when um, Phil Drysdale came. Because <laughs> he's like ridiculous. Um, but we, I think Phil wanting to build more of a community <clears throat> among the young people um, really changed things um, for me to be around people more and speak about what life was and what relationship was and I got to plug in a lot of stuff that I'd taken from my destiny into that um, place and realise oh wow yeah being intentional with people is so important um, because if you're not intentional then okay like miracles can happen here and there and things fall into place and you end up like meeting that person having an amazing time and you make a connection and build a relationship and things flow from that but there is a huge importance on being intentional with relationships actually? sorry like, I've gone wrong give an example of what is being intentional oh yes sure so um, being intentional so I say that um, I don't know Rebecca I love who you are and I think that you're an incredible person I'd love to get to know you more I throw that word out there mm. 
for me, am I just saying it or am I, if I mean it and I really want to get to know you more, where's that time in this week that I'm going to make that happen or in two weeks? So I think it's like connecting the practical with the heart of, okay, I'm not just saying it, I'm going to make it happen and I'm going to prioritise it. Um, and I'm going to be intentional about developing this relationship um, however that needs to happen um, does that help a little bit sorry I very easily like just spray over <laughs> huge areas um, so that kind of leads into another thing that I felt with um, iDestiny and Kingsway, I learned very gradually action. Um, action is so important. I can learn all these words, I can learn all these values and um, have all these visions and prophetic words and do all these wonderful things together and in our destiny and that's great but if it just stays there and there's no action I don't get to experience the fruit of all of that investment um, I really struggled with action in my life so I don't know I have certain passions for certain things and I don't do them because I'm scared I'm scared I don't have enough I'm scared I'm not enough um, so I don't take action and there's so much on the other side of taking that step out and actually walking in what you've learned um, but that's action was the word for me because that's what I see Kingsway as um, they're very very they're just moving they're doing what is in their heart and it's powerful um, yeah. I think for me I was thinking about it yesterday and I was talking to God a little bit about how I've been afraid to move in things because I didn't feel like I had what it took to begin or I was afraid to fail and and that was it and then I left it and I went and did some cleaning in the morning at the swimming pool and then I came back home and I'd only had like four or five hours sleep and I was super tired and I got back to the new house because I've just moved into a new house with two wonderful women, Linda and Nikki. And there's a lot of stuff to do. And it's a wonderful process. I'm not just saying that, it really is. Um, but it's a bit crazy. And there's this massive overgrown hedge at the side of the house and we've got three keys and one of them is a back door key and I have the back door key so I walk through this hedge 
and have to duck and dive to get to the back door. We don't have any garden tools. When I first got there, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna sniff at this with my little scissors and then stopped. <laughs> and then yesterday I decided, oh, there's some bigger kitchen scissors on the counter. I'm gonna carry on because we don't have garden tools. I'm fed up with this and I'm gonna just start with what I've got. And to me, it was just so funny because God was totally speaking to me in it. I was, I saw the scissors, I saw a job to be done, and I just went at it. Started hacking at the hedge with these kitchen scissors. I was totally happy. I wasn't thinking, um, gosh, could do with some blooming shears right now, or wish I had some garden tools. I was just like, fine, I'm just gonna do it. Um, and then I was chopping away for about 20 minutes and I'd gotten to like the edge of the hedge. I could only cut the thinner branches obviously, but I was really going at it. So um, Peter over the road <laughs> sort of started walking over and he goes, he's so lovely, he's a proper community dude. And Withinshore is meant to be mega dodgy, which I, th I think it is in lots of areas, but I've never felt like such an influx of like community or like so quickly in an area like the street. It's amazing. Um, so Peter walks over and he goes, you all right? You want some shears? <laughs> you can't use them kitchen scissors. <laughs> and I was just like, yes, that'd be amazing. But like, my feeling was just like, great, okay give me some shears then. So he's like, come on. So I walk over and get some kitchen shears, uh, some kitchen shears, <laughs> some garden shears. And and then he starts cutting the hedge for me and starts going through like three quarters of it. I was like, P, you don't have to do that. Like, I'm sure you got stuff to do with your day. No, no, it's all right. Like, I keep seeing this and thinking, oh, it needs a good cut. Like, this would be much easier carrying on and then he says he does have to get off and I was like brilliant I'll carry on um, so I carry on with the the garden chairs and again totally happy just like oh great now I can do it even more and even faster and I can cut the bigger branches um, and do it for like 20 minutes got a massive blister on my hand from it <laughs> with the because I was trying to get the bigger ones. Um, and then the next door neighbour, Kaylee, comes over. And I'm at the side of the house, like I'm not in plain sight of everyone. She comes over and she goes, do you want some hedge trimmers? Some electric hedge trimmers? And I was just like, yes, I'd love some electric hedge trimmers. Oh crap, another upgrade. Again. Um, and I know that seems like, oh, it's just gardening. But to me, I really felt God in it. Um, talking to me about community, but talking to me about me and my action. Um, what am I going to do with what I've got? Uh, so, got the hedge trimmers. Totally looks amazing now. 
mm-hmm. and she was like, here's an extension lead, um, sorted me out. And then Peter came back from his travels. I said, so that extension lead will lead to the front. And I had to go and help. Uh, I had to go and open my dad's house to have a, a viewing, so I needed to go. But he literally took the hedge trimmers, was doing all of the front hedge, and he's like, well, I'll bring a lawnmower over. Starts doing all the front garden. And it was just wonderful. But it was also just very practically powerful mm-hmm. with Holy Spirit just saying, what are you going to do with what I've given you? Um, and also I think I read from it for myself. What was my attitude in that place? because I wasn't looking at what anyone else had or they I'm sure they've got stuff why are they not coming and helping me I was just in this place of content trust in God and I know that sounds super spiritual because I was just cutting a hedge I wasn't like God I trust you to bring me everything I need for this hedge I was just but subconsciously just like God I'm in a place in my life where I'm like I trust you um, yeah so I think that's super important we've got a shed full of tools for you girls yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I loved that I think it's wonderful when people have a need yeah. because it's a point of access to build relationships because when you, and I think that's why we can get very isolated and lonely when we've got everything we need because it's just like, don't need anyone. And there, there might be people that want to connect with you, but it's quite intimidating. And yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So doing what we can with what we have and had lots more notes in my book but that's what it is also a quote that I really loved that was Bill Johnson is God God sees the value in our character and we see the value in gifts and but gifts can gifts can be taught but heart is only built in the furnace like like in the fire that's been something that's that's really held true for me don't be afraid of your afflictions of pain of rejection of um, obstacles and opposition because in that place um, that's where your heart is going through the the fire and your character is being chiseled at and God is grooming your heart so to speak and yeah if we let him he can teach us so much in those places and I think those those are experiences to truly value because um it's not surface level, it's, it's deep and it, it makes deep roots um, 
and it makes you super, super strong in storms and hard times to come. Um, and for me, that's something that I'm still really learning. Like, I can only ever really learn if I fall over and if I fail. And I can't be perfect and you don't need to be perfect. The only one who's perfect is God and he's my source. Um, my job is to trust him and not be afraid of falling over and, and letting him guide me and help me pick myself up um, and carry on and give that experience to others how I pick myself up like others have given that experience to me and I'm very grateful for the inspiring people in my life I think that's what's inspired me to be a good influence going oh wow all these people that I see in these high places or even not so high places maybe but who really inspire me I need to be that for other people I need to be mindful um, because the people that inspire me maybe don't even know that they do I think the last thing I would say is it was this quote of like your attitude in the difficult like in, in a place of your attitude in a place of disappointment and pain um, determines your growth um, so when you are experiencing all this crap in life which comes daily um, not like we're saying life is rubbish but I mean different things happen different to what you expect them to um, your attitude in that changes your growth um, and just to allow it to be leaning into God um, just like with it's difficult cutting these damn hedges <laughs> and getting blisters on my hands, but my attitude um, no doubt changed my response to these people around me and stuff and, and how I experienced that whole period. Um, yeah, I'm making the difficult for me, like something that's always held so strong for years and years and years is the wisdom, like Joyce Meyer saying, um, wisdom is making, and I'm sure she didn't make up this quote, but I just remember her saying it and being like, yes, held on to it so tight. Wisdom is um, making the decision now for what will make you happy in the future and what will benefit you in the future and other people not making the decision now for what's gonna make you happy now. Um, because in the end, everything's gonna go back in the box and what's happened in your life. Um, so yeah, that's been very important for me whenever I think about my decisions in my life. I think that's it. Thank you for listening to the Our Destiny Podcast. 
For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.